What's up, everybody? It's April 28th, 2020. We've got a draft recap for you. We've got a recap on the Michael Jordan documentary, and we've got a Today in History. Let's get into this. I had something on my mind, so I, I, I got it off my, my chest. I went and got some work, got some work. Hey, Greg, why don't you go piss your pants again? People don't forget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you gotta earn respect. Just put misunderstood on my graves. Uh-huh, I heard that. I didn't hear that, but I just heard that. Are you not Everybody says, who does he think he is? I just told you who I thought I was. I think I just said that. I speak of friends. Teammates, coaches, friends. The show had just begun. All right, Pat, we are back. Let's get right into uh, your Today in History. Tell me what you got. So, everyone... What do you think happened in history today? I'll give you a few seconds to think about that. Okay, so I'm going to tell you. So we're going to switch it up this time with uh, the history. We're going to turn it into a little trivia question here. I'm just going to ask Colin questions on the spot, and I'm going to see how he reacts. I'm going to give him a little A, B, and C. So I'll give him an option. I want to just God, leave him back in school. So in the first one, in 1930, the first organized night, Baseball game was played under the lights okay. in Kansas. Okay, so it was minor leagues. I'm gonna ask you three teams, three options. Who the who was between? Was it between the St. Louis Cardinals and the Hartford Yard Goats? Was it between the Binghamton Rumble Ponies and the Akron Rubber Ducks? <laughs> okay. Or was it between the Muskogee Chiefs and the Independence Producers? Oh, my God. I've never heard of any of those teams besides the first yeah, one. So, fun ones. so, let's just go A. We'll go A. A? Yeah. So we A. said it was minor leagues. Yeah, whatever. A. Committing to it. Final answer. So, you're wrong. <laughs> Figures. It was the Muskogee Chiefs and the Independence Producers. Of course it was. I'm surprised it wasn't the Independence Producers ended up becoming the Independence Yankees. Okay. Mickey Mantle's like their pride and joy. So he ended up playing for them. So that so, was Mickey Mantle's for, okay. Yeah, that's so cool. that's like the first professional team he ever played for was the Independence Yankees. All right. And um, they played the first night baseball game before yeah. they became the Yankees. Next. Right, what else happened on April 28th? 1967. Muhammad Ali refused to go in the Army. That was a big one. Yeah. That was a big deal. Yeah, Vietnam. And he was stripped of his title. Now, he decided to not do this because of his religious practices. Okay. So which religion was he? A, was he Jewish? <laughs> B, did he worship the spaghetti monster? Okay. Or C, Islam? Okay, well, I would have to narrow this down pretty easily. To the spaghetti monster. And that was, when you said that, it did throw in a wrench in my, my brain. Threw me for a loop a little bit, but I'm, I think I got this one. Um, Islam. Yeah, C. You're correct. All right, good. Man, are, if I got that wrong, I would have been. I would have heard it. <laughs> even though Muhammad Ali pacifist his fist through many people's faces. <laughs> and then the third thing that happened. This is an exciting day in history. Holy crap. April 28th. Bryce Harper's our, our guy. Oh, the king. Early. The yeah, king. Bryce Harper made his appearance in the MLB in 2012, eight years ago. All right. Yeah, so I love that. Bryce Harper, I don't know if people know this, but he has a line of products. Like, now, like a, that you can buy? Yes. Okay, gotcha. Like his name and stuff. Gotcha. Is this line of products socks? Is it socks? Athletic cups to protect uh, the male genitalia? That makes or sense. Or hair products? Oh. Man, see, sock. I feel like Bryce Harper's a smart guy. He could get into the sock game before it blows up. He cares up. about socks. And yeah, he's, he's always switching he, it up. Yeah, he, yeah. He's someone that like will wear stirrups, will wear regular socks. He shows the socks. Sometimes he doesn't. So that's definitely intriguing. What was the other one? Cup. Cup makes sense. Cup that makes sense. For the male and then his hair, which is and like his products. pride and joy. But, but yeah. they, that makes the least sense for like, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with A. Socks. Socks. You're wrong. What? It was hair. Hair. He's got plenty of hair products. Oh my! I thought God. that was an easy one. I I'm gonna have to get some get Bryce Harper hair products. I should yeah. know that. I should know that. But well, they should sponsor us. Yeah. Yeah. So that's really what happened in history today. Harper Ali, and our first night baseball game. And then what happened in history this weekend was the NFL draft. So do yeah. we want to just go right into it? I think there's yeah. there's so much to talk about. This first of all, I think it went over pretty well in terms of. 
the technology being yeah i didn't think it was like there was minimal to no times when they had to stop things and i mean although the first round well how did you watch it did you watch the whole thing so i watched the first round didn't really watch um i listened to it on the radio okay so i was like busy like writing a paper and stuff and yeah. I was like in the car I was driving at one point so I would actually listen on the radio and like they did such a poor job I thought like I thought I thought you know what I mean like I thought it was just like ESPN like right and it wasn't at all like they were liquid late with the picks well that's like, what I felt like after the, the first pick round. was in forever like right. they would be like okay the pick is in and then like it, it almost felt like another 10 minutes like waiting for the pick yeah I would have um, hated that because by that time then you're just so tempted like, to yeah, look at they phone. didn't have like a whole heck of a to say and yeah exactly that was the thing too like your phone would show you before they would even say anything yeah i thought as a as someone that nerded out and watched all 10 hours of the draft on yeah, tv well, I mean, and you were on like zoom with a couple yeah i was zoom it. chatting with people and yeah watching on tv i thought the first round went really smooth and it wasn't i thought it was going to be longer but it felt like it moved quicker but then once they got into the next two days that's when it started to really slow down. Like they, the, the whole draft well, thing. Minutes, like 10, what was it? 10, the first round. It was round 10 and then, and then yeah. Which well, I get I, it I they, get that they it. were it building, they were building that time in for cushion in case there was stuff to go wrong. So I get it, but whatever. I thought it went over pretty smoothly. How'd you think he handled it? Oh man, it was, it, it took a while for me to just get used that's to the of, fact that he was time. right. That's and a lot of air time. Right. And him and Trey Wingo were like the two guys you saw the most. And like Trey Wingo is such a presence. And then you go to this schlub in his basement, Roger Goodell. <laughs> and it's like trying to show you like, I drink alcohol. Too. I am normal. Yeah. Like I too eat candy. Right. And, uh, and you could and tell that get, after I, the first I day. I too can get a little tipsy. After right. A couple was he drinking? Glasses. Was he not? I liked, uh, I hope he was. I hope he was too, man. Because that like, was. He looked like a little wine drunk. And the thing is, like too, like, like, think about how long that was for him. Like, he had to really be, like, locked in that whole right. time. It wasn't like he was sitting on his couch watching it. He was everything. Like, he was keeping the show moving. I know. Um, he had to deal with, like, the plugs, too, and, like, the advertising. Right, and, and this like, whole draft-a-thon thing of, like, yeah, having singing. Luke Bryan sing in for and that 15 was minutes. Nice and all, but, like, it yeah, wasn't. that's great. I'm all for raising money, but, like, there had to be a better way to do it. Like, they could have done that on a different ESPN channel, maybe, or, like, I don't know. But by the time we got into the later rounds, it was like we're waiting. We were ten picks behind. Trey Wingo's talking about a guy that got drafted in the second, and we're already in the fifth. So, yeah, I, don't know. I was. I overall, I was impressed though with the coverage. I thought, I mean, Goodell was goofy. It was. It was hard to watch him at times. Like he went from being normal Roger Goodell in his suit, and then he like took off the jacket, and then he took off the tie. Like it was weird to see his whole uh, closet basically be on show, and he went from standing to like leaning in the chair to sitting in the chair so like i don't know he was making an effort i don't know how well it was perceived but i thought what did you think of uh, laughable what did you think of some of these people's houses here's my thought we got we got to go inside a lot that's true it was like it was like an episode of cribs every pick i would have been like self-conscious about it oh god i thought that too all look good enough pat but don't you think if you're especially these first rounders like not to say their houses weren't nice like chase young obviously lives comfortably but like that dude's about to make the most money that I would assume his family and really anybody has seen yeah. like in a long time or ever. So like, what do you have your boxes packed and ready to move into your big giant house? Yeah, like that's the thing you do. House. You get your check and you buy a yeah, house really. and you buy mom a car. Like that's how I thought. But no, some of the houses were funny. Like I thought. Chase Young's dad. Yeah. You could make the, a draft about some of these parents. Yeah, we could. I think Chase Young's dad, DeAndre Swift's dad, who yeah. looked like he was uh, just came from the gym and was about to go back to the gym uh-huh. as soon as his son got Some picked. of the moms. Some of those moms could have been top offensive linemen uh, prospects if yeah. we opened it up for the ladies to join the league. Um, but, yeah, uh, another thing with Goodell is his names, man. He was really struggling oh, with the names. And I'll give it to him. There were some tough ones for considering he did every round, which unlike Adam Silver, yeah. who can't even do the second round for us. Um, but the names were tough. Did you have any ones that, like, caught your eye that right away? I think, like, like, a lot of people – this was, like, the one that comes to everyone's head if you followed the draft. But, like, Lloyd Cushenberry, the third, <laughs> the best name in that draft, like, third. for sure. And, like, the fact that he's a third and there was, like, two other Boyd Cushenberries right. before father and this da- one. And grandfather. Like, I think that's what was, like, fucking hilarious. Yeah, that, there's three Lloyd Cushenberry. There's three Lloyd Cushenberries. That was a good one. There was a lot of tough ones. To, there, it seemed like there was more and yeah, like, like Samoan like and Hawaiian players than normal with those fancy last ta- names. Ta- 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 yeah, ta- ta- like 
right. You heard um, Rick Ross. Oh man, Rick Ross slaughtered it, but it was like I think that's kind of how it should be announced. Like that's when they when he enters, right? When he enters his first game, they should have that audio playing over with like Until steam like, and oh, like, hey, oh, yeah. Rick Ross, oh. oh, yeah, I see what you're doing there. Yeah, um, yeah, I liked uh, one that he was a guy I really wanted the birds to take, and they they didn't. But Antonio Gandy Golden. Oh uh, yeah, it's good. AGG, that that name can't get any better. Yeah, like that guy's gonna be a star, him. I'm sure. And then of course the day after the draft, ESPN's hyping him up for like all his weird skills. Like, oh, he's bowled a 300 game. And, oh, oh I saw that. he's he can do a Rubik's cube yeah, in a minute. Yeah, and, oh, he he's like at Harvard Business School. Right, he and, wants to learn the yeah. ukulele with his left hand. Like, yeah. oh, that's that's the stuff that, I want to was, see on draft night, not this depressing I content know, about the moms that were addicted to drugs and the kids that were homeless. Like and people who's had like parents passed away right, and this like, and that. I get why they're doing it and ha- and their but, attempt. Come on. But let's be real. Like that is not, first of all, if you're going to give three facts, make one like something creative, not this depressing fact. Like if you told me that, uh, I don't know about Anto and Dandy Golden, if he was able to do this Rubik's cube, then give me that. Don't tell me about his, long lost brother that came into his life two years ago and asked him for money. Like, it's just some of the things didn't even seem real, but whatever ESPN, I I'm sure they will. I'm sure they've already come out with an apology to those poor moms that were being exposed. And I don't know, like, it's great that Javon Kinlaw is not homeless anymore, but like, he also has made pretty well (laughs) off himself besides that video. That was funny. I must say some of the reactions in the first round were excellent. Let's, yeah. let's dive into some of those. I mean, you had the ones that – Like the obvious ones, like CD, CD Lamb. Right. His and girlfriend I, grabbing his second phone. And then you had – I snatched it back. <laughs> that was great. Yeah, like what was he really – well, there are rumors that he sh- that a oh, female yeah. has dated around quite a few of professional athletes. That, I think like Trey Young was one and somebody else, but I don't know. I, I'm sure – that's it wasn't what look. it's. Uh, it's not a good. You don't want to be dating her. Oh no, no, it's not a good. That's look not for a good her. way for Ceedee Lamb to like no. enter the professional sports world. But I do think him taking the phone back probably was misconstrued. Of course, but yeah, it was sure. still definitely but, humorous. The t- Twitter took but advantage of it. But if you're a guy, it. you know, you get it. You yeah, know, you yeah. know, you know, you know, right. you guys, you know. <laughs> right. But, my girlfriend uh, says I'm off my phone more now because gambling is not happening. Yeah, and I don't have a girlfriend anymore because <laughs> of my phone. So <laughs> <laughs> it happens. Then you had Isaiah Wilson, also his uh, mom, top prospect in the lineman category. Yeah, she was a beast. She was Making a monster. Sure her baby boy gets his moment, and that and she gets her moment. Damn it, yeah. she was the one that raised that yeah. boy, gave him his milk, Get gave him his meals. Him. Yeah, she pulled his girlfriend off. But yeah, Kinlaw's dad was hilarious. Like. He fainted at pick 14. I cannot imagine what would happen if he made it into the 20s. But, like, the intensity in that room for the first 13 picks must have been crazy because Javon Kinlaw should have gone earlier than 14. But the landing spot he landed with San Francisco is, like, literally perfect. They they just lost – steals of the draft. Oh, absolutely. They just lost Buckner and got that pick in that and then essentially got him at a cheaper price in the same position. So, I love that pick. And another one I thought was hilarious was C.J. Henderson, who – I don't think many people expected him to go top ten, and he ended up going yeah. nine. There were people that liked him. Oh, yeah, people liked him a lot. Out. I think I said that in the first. I, and draft. rightfully so. I think they were way more 1A, 1B than people expected, but obviously Akuda was locked in yeah. the Lions. But I, the don't reaction of Henderson sure. was not that excited to be the uh, follow-up to the Jalen Ramsey saga in yeah, Jacksonville. Everyone else seemed pretty excited. He sat in about pretty much absolute silence with himself. Everyone else was celebrating. It was just him. He was just having a moment. And uh, you got – I've joined the Henry Ruggs train with wearing the robe. I'm, I'm recording this yeah. in the robe. Yeah. And that that was another thing that I was intrigued about. Like, what are these dudes going to wear? Because right. usually they're all pimped out in their suits. You know, wear looking... a suit. Like, who was that? Was it Jedrick Wilson? Willis? I saw, like, had his mom he, walk down the red car. Yeah, a lot of people did. They they went the extra mile. I know Chase Young had, like, a, um, a, like a drive-in movie theater set up okay. outside for his family. Yeah. But, yeah, the suits were one thing I was waiting to see. And most people were dressed pretty normal. Like, your number one overall pick, Joe Burrow. Uh, he was dressed normal. I can't say his mom looked great. Carol Baskin looked like, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if anyone's seen that. But she looked like she hadn't gotten a new pair of jeans in about probably since Joe Burrow entered college. It seems like they might have been paying a little bit more oh, than God. the regular QB one at a LSU. Um, but yeah, the, the reactions were great. I, I kind of wish that this is how it goes on from now on, like just going into these people's houses yeah, no, and, I didn't mind it. and, exa- and exposing them. Um, another. A house that I saw that I mean I think the internet took advantage of it too was Cliff Kingsbury. Oh my! Did god, you see that yeah, mansion exactly of a right. place he lives in? Like, but he's such a tool. Oh <laughs> my god, he's a top-notch tool, and I, I hate 
pretty much everything about the Cardinals since they drafted Kyle Murray and got him, um, besides Larry Fitzgerald being awesome. But do you think, like, a guy like Zach Taylor, who was put in a hotel, like, lobby room by the Cincinnati Bengals was – It's like one computer. Right. Like, and Kingsbury didn't have a lot of computers, but he looked comfortable. And I would have been kind of pissed if I was Zach Taylor. Like, okay, yeah, I guess I'll go to this right. to this hotel. I don't know what it is with Cincinnati, man. Yeah, they don't they, – although I will say I think they know what they did with their picks. Their picks are – I would say they're one of my favorite drafts. I don't know about yeah. you – Obviously, with the number one over pick, you got your guy. You got Joe Burrow, but then yeah, all right. Give me, give me a team you really like. You're real high on a team you were. I'll go with the Bengals. I'll go with the Bengals as my team that I love their draft. I think one their their whole thing from one through seven, they they hit on everything. They got Joe Burrow. They got their guy T Higgins to match him up is a big bulky receiver out of Clemson who should be able to fill the AJ Green role whether he stays after this year and gets a different contract or what, but. If not, I think T. Higgins, with, yeah, along yeah, with Tom like Wood, is a, t- a solid tandem for a young guy. To throw I like to. that, like getting a receiver for him. To right, like and go into this they could have gone a lot of different directions with the thirty-third overall pick, but I think that was the way to go, especially because he had first-round grading for some teams. And if you get a guy that has first-round grading in the second round, you got to be happy. And then they they hit it with their third and fourth round, and even fifth round. I love that they went two linebackers in the third and fourth with Logan Wilson and Akeem Davis Gaither, another guy that like. You could you saw him like in the second round on teams reaching him, but you also see him slipping to the fifth, and they went they got perfect value for him. And then again, a, an edge rusher, Khalid Kareem out of Notre Dame is like perfect. And then they hit with a late round tackle and from Kansas, who I think a lot of people aren't going to know the name, but but in a few years we might recognize Hakeem Adenji and Marcus Bailey, another linebacker. Like they literally brought in a whole new linebacking core. And let's be honest, the Bengals last year were pretty weak in the middle of their defense, so that helps with. They're already solid front and they're rebuilt secondary. So I, I don't know. I just really like what they did in general. Okay. Um, what about you? Who's the team that you liked um, overall? What they did? Yeah, a team I like that did something, and they did it without a first round pick. Indianapolis. I like what the Colts did a lot. Yeah, they got some good yeah. value. Michael Michael Pittman from USA in the second round. They also got Jonathan Taylor. I like that a lot because like there's rumors like what Marlon Mack might not be back. Yeah, there's there there are talks of him getting cut, which I mean I think teams would be drooling over that even with the injury last year yeah but I love Pittman he has real good hands flawless ball skills uh so I like him a lot um they also took a Penn State guy I yeah thought that was cool they took Robert Windsor he's he's a D-lineman he's a little undersized but I like him he's gritty um also this also comes with like one of my favorite value picks of the draft Jacob Eason I like him in the fourth round I thought that was like a great pick for them yeah Eason was Eason was one of those guys too that like yeah uh, you saw him all over the place like different teams taking he's gonna come in the league and have like one of the strongest arms in the NFL and he's in a good quarterback and he's in a good quarterback room like Phil like Phil Embers compared to like that Green Bay situation like we'll get we'll get into the yeah no I like what Indiana Indy's got going right now. Yeah, he doesn't have to even have to come in and be the backup. Right, right. and in the fourth round, like, there is literally no pressure on you, yeah. man. Like, you, you're slept on, obviously. So I love that. I think they got their cube quarterback of the future. I love right I love the short shorts he was rocking, but, dude, is that girlfriend going to last? She was chirping him after yeah. day one. She was in his ear. And it, I almost thought, like, is that his sister maybe? Like, maybe <laughs> it's his annoying sister. And then, nope, nope, the internet confirmed that was his lady. And she seemed like not a keeper. Yeah, no, I like what they did though. But hey, maybe he gets a new. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for Jonathan started. Taylor too. He's a guy that in the second round, like I, I'll, all right, let's just transition oh, to the beast. teams that I didn't love their draft. And I know this is going to be a bit questionable because of their situation. But the Kansas City Chiefs are Super Bowl champions. I hated their draft. Like, you didn't like it. I yeah, and I understand they have basically their entire roster or starting roster returning, which is awesome. But I think when you don't have that many picks that you need to hit on a lot. And I don't know if the risk – I like Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Do not get me wrong. I love the I love the idea of him being awesome, like this next Brian Westbrook, like short, stocky, but powerful and fast. Uh-huh. Like he does it all, but I don't know if he's the first running back I'm taking off the board if I have an opportunity to take any of them. And I, and this is the thing. I heard and I read that Patrick Mahomes was the, basically the deciding factor. Andy Reid spoke to him and he said, we're going running back because they're going. they knew they were going to be there. Compared to him to what, Westbrook? He did compare him to Westbrook, but he asked Pat Mahomes who he wanted, and apparently that's who he wanted. He wanted Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. So I don't I don't hate the pick. I don't hate the guy. I just think if this is what your draft ends up being with him, and then again, a risky pick with Willie Gay Jr. Like, he's a guy in college that totally fits their scheme, totally fits skill set-wise, but 
he had a lot of issues off the field. Not anything crazy like we've heard in the past, but like with ed, with his education, I guess, and staying on the field in that terms. Like you still have to do things in the NFL that check the boxes to get on the field every week. It's not passing a quiz or whatever, but you still got to do stuff. I like Lucas Niang in the third as a tackle to protect uh, Mahomes of the future, but I don't know. Their four, five, seven was was nothing crazy. It was just an underwhelming draft, I guess, and it doesn't really matter, like I said, because of their returning players. But I'm not I'm not sold that like they could have had two great picks in the first and second round. I thought Zach Bond to the Chiefs in the second round was an absolute lock, but he got passed up on. He just kept getting yeah. passed up on. What about you? Are there, are there, was there a team that you kind of like? I uh, hated the Packers. Dude. All right, let's let's dive into that, that Packers situation, like, dude. You and every Green Bay fan ever—they are not happy yeah, about this like, Jordan Love thing. Like, first of all, you're putting like, all right, this is how I'm thinking of it. Like, Jordan Love's like our age. I mean, we're not like these Division One star quarterbacks, but like, <laughs> he's fact. still like our age. And like, I can't imagine having to walk in there day one like to a pissed off Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, especially Aaron Rodgers. I mean, I can imagine like. It's like he's not – I'm not saying he's not going to mentor toward you, but he's not, like, going to go out of his way to be like, this is how you're going to do do my job. And yeah, take my he's job. like the dad like, you meet for the first and time. And was kind of that way with him, like, yeah. 15 years He's going to shake your hand and not give you a nice hug, like a welcoming hug. Yeah, so, like, I think you're putting him in a bad situation because, like, Rogers is going to leave. Like, I don't think he's not going to finish his career there. And then, like – Love's going to have to perform if he doesn't. And so how long do you think it is? Do you think Aaron Rodgers is like I think this year a, and then I he's out? I think it's like a year and then he's out. Really? So, so you think they follow the blueprint of the past, but also they're going to shift it in that sense where it's not going to be – like Rodgers sat there for what? I know, but I th- I think – well, apparently him and LaFleur, like buttheads, and he gave – LaFleur literally gave up and let Rodgers run the offense like the whole half of the I year. I can't say he shouldn't do that. But, but I know, but it like, is, it's he a just weird got situation. like – he got like alphaed by his quarterback, I guess. I don't like the A.J. Dillon pick in the second round. I think it's kind of stupid. I would I say that was probably the – That might be their best pick, but I don't really like it. That was that a hands-down reach of the draft, though. Yeah. Even if it is their best pick, like, they could have got him in the third. And then, like, they just they, – they took, like, all linemen from there, really. Like, I, it, And they took a tight end. Like, it's almost like they're just going to, like, run the ball and play defense. Yeah, they something. almost seemed like they were filling their holes of just, like, old players and, like, Jimmy Graham left, so they were kind of trying to hit those things. And the but, three linemen they took in the, in the on day three, Runyon, Hanson, and Sapiniak, all three of them had zero single-season grades of, like, 75 on, like, pro football Yeah, focus. nothing exciting. I mean, Runyon so – like, I mean, draft- I know if I'm not, like, a huge analytical guy, but, I mean – Hey, know, the O-lineman like, numbers, like, usually they do pan out, so – It'll be interesting to see, but no, did you hear the thing that happened with Runyon, our our boy John Runyon's yeah, son from the, from the birds? No, uh, happened to him. He, he, I guess when he was he was probably on his phone or whatever when they called him, and his big fat offensive lineman fingers accidentally hung up the phone before he answered. <laughs> so like, what the what the fuck he do in that situation? Yeah, right, you call you back you call like back. it was probably a block number, I would imagine, but yeah, apparently they called him back right away, or he got in touch with them right away, and it was it was. Easy sailing from there, but it would have been funny if that happened and like they passed up on. They're like, oh, I guess I don't know. I guess we're, yeah. we're moving on. Let's go. Uh, let's go with our next pick, Jake Hansen. That's that's, funny. Ex- that's exciting. Yeah, I guess he doesn't want to get picked. Who's who's next? Yeah. <laughs> well, we were talking about Zach Vaughn. I feel like he was like another guy. You had AJ Dillon, who was probably the reach of the draft in terms of overall, like when you see them in mocks. But dude, Zach Vaughn. I know he had a diluted pee sample, which all that means to me is he's extremely hydrated, which. <laughs> If if you're an NFL player, I'd want, I know, right? I, that's what I'd want out of you. I, I don't want a dehydrated linebacker, but he slipped all the way to the third. And that's another team that, like, the Saints grabbed him in the third, which is, first of all, insane. But the Saints draft are, is another great value. Like, they're a team that only had, I think, four or five picks. Four picks. They went one, three, three, and then the seventh. And They took Ruiz in the first. Dude, they – I like him. Yeah, they, they took Ruiz because that was, like, a safe pick, fills a hole – then they didn't pick until 10 picks into the third, and they, they got took- Zach Bond, who was a first-round grade. And then they ended up with Adam Trotman, who a lot of people think is the best tight end of this class in the, in the third. And Swiss Army knife, Tommy Stevens. Tommy Stevens, there you go. Who was so, at Penn State for four years? So there you go. Now they have two Swiss Army knives back, which – So he counts as a Penn State guy going in the draft. Yeah, how, how did the rest of the Penn State alum do? Um, they Anybody did else? K.J. Hamler went in the second round. Yeah, to the Broncos. To the Broncos. Another Broncos. exciting I draft. I love what the Broncos did. We'll, we can talk about that real quick. Yeah, let's, let's I love what the Broncos did. The they Broncos took absolutely Judy. crushed it. They took Hamler. Yeah, I love They that. took your boy Lloyd Cushenberry. Yeah, they took Lloyd Cushenberry in third as well. I think that's like their center. Yeah, they basically ended up with like the highest graded receiver and one of the highest touted 
tight ends with Albert. I o. like how these uh, AFC West teams are kind of adjusting with the Chiefs. are doing like the what it is, man. Raiders took rugs. The AFC is no joke, so winning the wild card is not easy. They have It's like everybody yeah, has to go after that AFC West. Yeah, but KJ Hammer went in the second. Love uh, that pick. Gross Matos. Awesome pick, I think, for the Panthers. Another also team in great the second round. Yeah, that was good. Uh, John Reed, who I like, am a big fan of. He went in the fourth round. Isn't too. John Reed quite the nerd? Yeah, yeah. He just put on Twitter, I sent it to you. He was building a computer, like a new one. Like he definitely just got like his first – bag oh yeah and, and spin on yeah computer like, gadgets gonna build a new computer and oh, it's funny because like my old roommate at penn state that like went to prep in john reed's grade was like dude like he was crazy with computers like he always used to build his own own computers so that's like his thing you know so yeah. he ended up with in in text or in houston with the texans so would that does that timeline match up of like bill o'brien recruiting yeah, him like at the it age could, of 12 because like <laughs> yeah reed was like a big name, like, even as, like, an eighth grader, as, like, a freshman in high school, because he went to St. Joe's, so, like, it definitely was known. Right. Yeah, that might have that might have tied in. I, yeah, well, yeah, he, I think that, like, fills a good role. I could definitely – he'll make the team for sure. I could definitely see him playing inside. He's kind of short, so I definitely don't see him on the outside, but – It's just pretty wild that Bill O'Brien was probably, like, the person to – But he definitely has a good IQ, and I like him. Probably need that down in Houston. Robert Windsor, I just mentioned, he went to the Colts. Yeah, they had a solid. Um, solid Cam crew. Brown also went to the Giants, so he'll be with Grant Haley and Saquon. There you so go. That's cool. He'll fit right in in the Giants. Um, I yeah, you said your turn Matos. Yeah, Temple actually outside of while the we're at it, while we're talking our college. Yeah, while quick. we're repping. Um, well, I'm someone that personally, the Temple football program is the most frustrating thing ever. We're like a trampoline for the rest of the NCAA, and it shows in in this. This year's draft, we were the highest, we had the most players drafted outside of the, out of the Power Five. So, my one buddy who is more of a passionate Temple fan than I, Temple football fan than I am, argues that we should take over Rutgers spot in the Big Ten. And I personally, I don't want to because I don't yeah, want to get smacked they don't, around. They as, don't as, need that. We already get smacked around enough in the AAC. Um, I mean, eight and five was whatever, but they had some guys. Sean Bradley was probably and and uh, Matt Hennessy. They were the two most impactful players. Yeah, I'd Bradley say. Bradley went to the Birds. Yeah, we got Sean Bradley's on the Birds, and he was a guy that like he didn't slip by any means. Like he was just someone that got drafted right around where we should have. But he was also in that time we moved back in the draft to pass it on people. So maybe he was a target, and we just liked the value there. But yeah, Sean Bradley, linebacker, um, hand the cornerback. He yeah. got drafted, and there's four of them. And then Matt Hennessy's the he's he was the highest touted one, the center out of our team. And where'd he go? He went to Atlanta, so he'll like be like that. the next Alex Mack. Hopefully, yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. That'd be good for the yeah, Temple cool. uh, Temple clout, because that's what it is, man. We have all these. We have every year. We have three or four, or two or three or four NFL draft guys. That I mean, we have good names in the league. Like there's Muhammad Wilkerson, here Whitehead. Like there's guys from the past. There's guys now that that they represent. And then like it just seems that we can never get a good pull of recruits. It's just these guys that stay for three or four years, get drafted late in the draft. But yeah. whatever, new coach every other year. We'll see how we see how it pans out. Aunt Russo can do. Yeah, Aunt Russo, future future QB. Yeah, senior campaign. Let's see what he can get going there. Um, Do you want to talk about like the quarterbacks? You want to talk about receivers? Because I thought it was weird. These receivers were talked about so much, and I didn't see them really go until. Yeah, it wasn't scared to take them. It was that, and like there were so many of them that I do think, as we predicted on the the first, like the value of them is going to get pressed. Like it's just going to slide and slide and slide. If if these teams that need that are heavy receiver needs don't take them in the first round, like then they're probably going to be there still in the second round. But I thought it was funny that. They went in, they went flipped. Like it was supposed to be it was pretty consensus pre draft that it was gonna be Lamb, Judy, Ruggs, and then it was the opposite. It was yeah. it was Ruggs, Judy. Lamb Judy. or I mean Ruggs, Judy, Lamb, yeah. And unfortunately C D Lamb made it all the way to the Dallas Cowboys. Which another Fuck. you wanna talk about a good draft. That's a team that did not have to try very hard to have a really good draft. Yeah. Like C D Lamb, Trayvon Diggs, Neville Galmore, and then that. they ended up with Rally and I and Tyler, Trevon Tyler Diggs Badass, that's too. what I'm calling him. He's a good pick. That's what I mean. And I read, <laughs> I read some, like, you know, how they always have their fun facts. They had some good ones. This Dallas Cowboys draft had some good ones. Um, what's his name? Trayvon Diggs, the brother of Stephon Diggs. That's already a fun yeah. fact. So apparently that dude just brings his football cleats everywhere. <laughs> like, everywhere. They're just, like, over his shoulder all the time. And Bradley and yeah, I. He's just, like, at the, like, 
He's, he's just that dude. He's, he's ready to grind all the yeah. time. Like, we, like, I had a kid in high school. Like basketball guys. Right. Nike socks or something. Right. There was a kid in high school spikes. that had a headband on all the time, and he was just ready to ball at all times. Never know when you know. Never know when you when got, got a D up or you got to score on somebody. But then you had their fifth-round pick, Bradley and I. He, uh, as well as slipping and being a great value pick in the fifth round, he apparently has quite a connection with sharks in his, home, in his homeland okay. of the islands. But – he swims with sharks, and his words were, he pets them like they're his dogs, which is <laughs> frightening. The fact that that guy is going to be oh, running at, at quarterbacks in the NFL, specifically guys, in our division. Yeah. I know. Like, that's the stuff I want to see, again. like, right, like not Von to break... Miller and his chickens. Yeah, and, like, they used to say stuff like, uh, I forget who it was, Ed Oliver had a horse or something. And, like, I don't know. There's, there's, there's so many things that these teams dig so deep. You're, you can't tell me ESPN can come up with one funny fact about them. Or just don't tell me a funny fact at all. Just give me sports. Because yeah, guess what? That's what we're all craving. So now that we're on our division, do we want to talk about our very own birds? I think we should. I think let's get right into That's it. what we're most passionate about. This is like we are one of the drafts that if you're listening to the media and you're listening to TV, we're getting the widest range of reactions. People either love it yeah, we're getting a or lot they of hate it. Right now. And so what was your like immediate reaction? Like right away, what were you thinking? Like day by day, or at the end of it all, because day by day was was a roller coaster. After day one, what were you thinking? After, After day, day two, one, what were you thinking? Dude, then... Jalen Rieger. I did not stress this enough in our pre-drafts show, but Jalen Rieger has been my boy from the rip. He was the guy that I was totally fine with drafting the first round. I also was not. I, I didn't I knew think who he was, but I didn't think we were going to have a chance at Jefferson though. So that was also my thinking. Not to say that I liked Jefferson more. Here's the thing. Let me just explain it to people that are that are sick of it. I'm sure they've heard it. But Justin Jefferson is a slot receiver. The Eagles offense and Howie Roseman do not value the slot receiver like a regular offense. We run more two tight end sets than everybody. And when that happens, you're taking a receiver off and you're replacing him with an extra tight end. And that's usually the guy in the slot. So our slot, our slot receiver is basically a tight end. So that's Zach Ertz, Dallas Goddard, whoever, like, People are stressing, oh, we oh, we needed Justin Jefferson because of his stats his and all. His stats were inflated. Exactly. You need to remember who was throwing to him, the number one overall pick, the offense he was in. He's on the, the greatest college football team of all time. So, like, statistically, for sure. Um, I'm totally fine with the Jalen Rieger pick. There's a ton of stats you can dig deep and find that will make you love him. His quarterback was trash at TCU, so obviously he's not going to be right there. You have Joe Burrow. You have guys like T. Higgins who – Probably if he was in TCU, wouldn't wouldn't even have been in the top yeah. two pit, two top two rounds. Like that's it, what I mean. That's that's like a lot of it has to do out. with digging deeper. Like of course you put him on an SEC offense. Exactly, and there exactly. you go. He was someone that I read he was committed to Oklahoma, so he could have had a better quarterback, but he didn't. And he was also committed to Texas Tech before that, which I don't know what, what it would have panned out to be. Yeah. But the situation is could have been different, and I just hate that it worked out. Yeah, and I'll say. Poor quarterback at TCU. That dude is oh getting destroyed. He's not getting drafted next year. Our boy Andrew I think it was, a um, chance of getting drafted than him. I think it was Max Dugan, who was a freshman this past poor year. Guy. I know. Poor kid. I'm sorry that. Up, Max Dugan. Yeah, I feel bad for everyone. We'll be nice to you, Max. Come so, on. Come so, at the end us. of day one, yeah, Max Dugan, let's let's uh, talk this out. Tell the people why it wasn't your fault, Jan Rieger, was getting hate for going second, 21st overall. Um, day two, though. What day two. That's where things got shaken wild. up. Everything stopped. People were waiting for something crazy. I was like excited for the second the round because they hit on the they hit on the receiver I wanted, and I was like, "All right, what are we gonna do here? We're gonna double dip. We're gonna double dip receiver because there was a ton of guys there, but like Hamler was off the board, so we didn't have the opportunity there. A lot of guys I think the Eagles would have taken that people would have been more happy with, like Higgins, Pittman, Hamler. Everyone wanted receivers, and I get that, but like we have to remember that there's bodies. It's not just like we have some some. G League of the NFL, like, receivers. Like, of course, Greg Ward, yes, not sexy. But Alshon Jeffrey can still get the job done when he's healthy. Deshaun Jackson will still get the job done when he's healthy. We don't know anything about uh, Arthega Whiteside until, like, yeah. he's on the field consistently. Uh. And there you go. Like, that's another reason they didn't go slot. Because last year they were grooming him all season. That's all you heard is learning all the route trees, learning all the route trees, learning all the route trees for the slot. So, whatever. But the second round – I think everybody knows we got Jalen Hurts. It's wild. It's it's definitely wild. I don't think it was a – I'm not saying it was a reach. I'm not saying it was a bad pick. Will it in 10 years? Are we going to hate it? Maybe. But, listen, what Howie Roseman and Doug Peterson are trying to do is change the way Protect this game is played. Us, they said. 
I always try thing. to protect us. If from anybody when gets hurt again, Pat, if any fan base knows the importance of a backup type, a backup quarterback, it it's is us. us. It's us. Super Bowl. And the fact that we're getting a, a backup quarterback that pretty much any other year would have been a first round guy just out of his, I like her. just he's out like of his college his career. And he's a winner. He fits the Philly, the Philly mindset. He fits all those he's things. He's not going to complain about He's a dog. A yeah. He, he knows what it was like already. But here's the thing. I made this point to you earlier. Immediately, the, the rumors of him being this Taysom Hill special teams guy. Listen, I'm cool with that, but he's not going to be on special teams. He's not going to be running down the field making tackles. He's not built the same way as Taysom Hill, but he will be used as a running back and a receiver. And here's my thing. If we don't trust Doug Peterson, one of the most creative offensive coaches in the league right now, if we don't trust him to be able to draw plays, but we have these these regular people from and the Philly media are drawing up plays as soon as the draft happens of how it's going to work just with Carson Wentz. Doug, some time. Just give him some time. Let Howie Roseman do what he does. Listen, it's, this totally backs up the point of Howie Roseman thinks he's smarter than everybody. It does. He's the smartest he, man in the room. He's the smartest man in the room, yes. Put him with Mike Bissonelli, the smartest man in the room with by himself. But, like, Jalen Rieger proves it. Jalen Hurts proves it. And then Davion Taylor. I mean, I knew who Davion Taylor was, and I, I – but I was not like excited about raw. it. He looks raw. That's the thing. Another he's thing. Not good, like, we drafted two guys. Speed. We drafted two guys. He's definitely raw. We'll just go round by round, honestly, because that's that we can talk about them all. But Davion Taylor, I like what they did there. So Jalen Hurts, let's just move on. We need to accept that he is our quarterback and not our quarterback. He's our I'm sorry, quarterback. That, yeah. Ooh, don't accept that. He's not our quarterback. He's our backup quarterback. He's our Maybe backup running back. He might be our slot receiver. But guess what? He's going to be on the field. And you know what? I'm doing it right now. He's going to be on the field. I'm making a, I'm making a, a stat line prediction for okay. Jalen Hurts. Here we go. Let me cut. Let it, let it marry. Want to hear mine? Want to hear mine? Yeah, let's hear first. yours. I bet it'll be not the same as mine. 15 played snaps all season. Oh, I want like, what's he going to do in those snaps, though? I've got, got a whole lot. Here we go. I got. Seven pass attempts, three completions. Okay. Yards, uh, I'm not going to say yards, but he's going to get a touchdown. He's going to throw a touchdown. Um, rushing. I could see him rush for a touchdown I'm gonna say, before he throws for one. I could see that too. I'm going to say 14 rushes on the season, less than one per game. And I'll give him like, I don't even know, 90, 91 yards of, of rushing. And receiving, I'll go two catches for, like, 14 yards. And, like, a touchdown. So, mark that down. We'll, we'll see you at the end of the season, hopefully. No, nah, I don't think we'll catch a touchdown. I don't know, man. They're going to get crazy. They're going to get absolutely crazy. The the practices, like, are just going to be outrageous. Yeah. So, let's – another guy. We'll get to the undrafted guys. But since we're on the topic of quarterbacks, we also got the Arizona quarterback. Hey, we took Khalil Tate. Khalil Tate undrafted. He's listed as a receiver. Which I'm cool with because that was the Greg Ward situation. We've done yeah. – that's the thing. We have turned college quarterbacks into other things. Greg Ward was awesome last year. I, of course, like, he wouldn't have been awesome if everybody died. I love Greg Ward. But the fact that we – was going to start. Greg Ward, Jalen Hurts, Tate, Wentz, like, all these guys are athletic freaks and are capable of throwing the football, which is insane that they can – I just want to see them all on the field at one time. Yeah, let's know, make it happen. Yeah, get throw crazy. Clayton Thorson out there too. Yeah, let just Clayton Thorson be Clayton kidding. Thorson to be the one to throw Clay the ball. Clayton Thorson sucks. Yeah, he's trash. He shouldn't he be on the team. Neither should Nate Sunfield. Oh yeah, that's that's a shame. I don't even want to look back at that draft and see who we who was after him. You know, might might be my favorite pick. Who? Our next pick, Kevon Wallace from Clemson. Kevon Wallace, captain. He seems like four to be a bird. champions. He's so excited to be an Eagle. The last, I think uh, it's a great pick. The last Clemson safety we had, too. He's got, like, that Malcolm Jenkins juice. And, yeah, the last uh, – The last Clemson safety, we all know, too. Brian Dawkins. Not saying all he's going to be Brian Dawkins, but I definitely think he brings and that leadership. he's, like, a family friend of he, Brian Dawkins. Yeah, I just love – I love I'm that yawning, pick. sorry. Oh, pushing through it. Pushing through it. Last time – You know, this uh, dude's aggressive as yeah, he's ready to play. Like he's gonna be one of those yeah, guys no, he's that he's gonna come in and play right away. Physically and like whatever he's been in college, he's what he, he played on four national championship teams, right? I mean he played like in four national in, or that's what I'm sorry, yes. So national championship caliber teams. But still. I don't know if he played when he was younger. But he was a captain then when he was two years. Regardless. This dude's ready to go. In the fourth round, you gotta be happy with that pick. And then another guy that like I didn't have highly ranked or anything, but Jack Driscoll in the fourth round, people are really excited about. Yeah. Apparently, he's the sweetest dude ever. Like he's so nice. And my thing is, I always say we don't take 
guys from big schools and hey, Clemson pick and two Auburn. Hey, the SEC crushed this year too. The most SEC players ever drafted in a draft was this year. So you uh, you might be on to something there. I think we more than normal. I mean, what do we have? We got we got uh, Clemson yeah, and two Auburn guys. So right there, how he hates that. How he hates the SEC. Is. But yeah, Jack Driscoll. Apparently, he was a tackle in college. Um, another guy that played a lot in college. I don't think he missed any games. So he's another guy that hopefully can slide right in. He's going to slide inside to the guard position, which whatever, that's where we need help um, and depth. So let's we move got, on to uh, our next uh, our next burner on the track team, John we, Hightower. From we, got, State. Uh, we got a Shelton Gibson and Matt Collins situation. That I is, hope it's not. I also hope it's not. I saw situation. that too. Like a few years ago, we were in the same situation of like, oh, we got these late round burners and it turned out to be uh, Matt Collins who the best attribute he had was special teams and Shelton Gibson who the best attribute he had was nothing yeah being on the practice squad and I guess showing up but not exciting it was a good luck it was a real good luck I'm not gonna say that these fifth and sixth round picks of John Hightower and Quez Watkins like I'm expecting much but I could see Hightower he can make the team I love it Quez Watkins had the second fastest 40 like I know and you an article I read said here hear me out hear me out I'm listening Fastest man in the conference USA. Love it. Love it. <laughs> and listen, you ask me, what is it that uh, that Harry Roseman, like, why is he the way he is? Why does he think he's smarter than everyone? And I truly think it is he locks in on, on traits. He went into this draft saying we need speed at every single position, and that's exactly what he did. He got a burner in Rieger. Jalen Hurts is fast, whatever the hell he's going to be on the field. Davion Taylor was, was top five. In, Davion Taylor and Sean Bradley were both top five in speed for 40s of the linebackers. And then he grabbed those two late uh, receivers. And then even to add on top of that, while trading back and accumulating more picks, he got Marquise Goodwin. Yeah, he showed, he showed his magic there. Like that was – and listen, if all these guys suck, it's going to suck. It'll suck. And that will be Howie Roseman's like – this will be his goodbye draft because when you have 10 picks, you need them to hit. You need some of them to hit. And listen, I'm looking at this list, and the more I look at it, the more I do, like, Wasn't Quez see Watkins, like, the second fastest 40? Yeah, second fastest 40 out of the receivers. And, like, he's a guy that in another draft where there's not a million talented receivers, like, he's probably going to go higher. He's not going to go in the sixth round. He's not going to slip to the end of the sixth round. But yeah. the la- our last one in the sixth round, just to round out our, Prince. our guys. That's a fun name. Prince. I was going to say it earlier. Prince if, I, if I'm Tego not taking Winoga? Prince Tegawanoga, that would be my name pick. Um, but I really like him. He's another guy. Like him and Davion Taylor, I think, played a combined like six games in high school, which is scary. Scary to think about. But <laughs> it's good for the CTA. Exactly. That was the first thing I thought was was these guys have brain cells. Like that's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> that's the best news. They didn't lose all their prepubescent brain cells. But Prince, he's got royalty in his blood. He came here to play football. So obviously he's he's literally our new Joel Embiid. Is he yes. the third overall pick? No, but he was the 31st overall pick in the sixth round. You know how exciting that's going to be? I really hope, like, he can transition into – and this is this is his – we're going ceiling here, and we're going okay. high hopes. But you can't forget that Jason Peters was an undrafted tight end out of, like, Arkansas or something. He was a fucking tight end. Yeah, really. And he turned into the Eagles' best left tackle we've ever seen. Hall so, of Famer. Hall of Famer, yeah, for sure. Like, people talk about Jason Peters with the cream of the crop of tackles in all-time NFL. So hopefully, maybe we get Jason Peters back on a on a one year deal. He gets a little work with him, and then hopefully Prince and Andre Dillard are our future cornerstones. I mean, that's high hopes for sure. And I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm not not even optimistic that's going to happen. But that's the hope, and that's what how he was doing in this draft. Another dude like Prince is fast. He's an athlete. He's that. He's like a poor man's Ronnie Stanley. That guy that you're like, Ooh, that is a. He looks a little skinny, but when you see him pushing people around <laughs> and running around the field like a maniac, it's like, all right, cool. Also, talking about LSU and all these LSU draft picks in the SEC, you want to go and look at some good offensive lineman tape, you look at Clavon Chasen trying to get past Prince Tega. Yeah. Because that man stopped him the okay. entire game. Okay. Not one pass pressure came from his side. That's all I'm saying. Clavon Chasen, first-round like pick. That. That's a fun little tidbit. That's right all I'm there. saying. And, like, that's the thing that you have to look at these guys. Like, Sean Bradley, whatever. People probably had no idea who he was. But your dad did. Your dad oh, did. my dad did. My dad was, dad was real. He's a hell of a football player. He's a hell of a football player. My dad's second favorite team in the NFL is easily the 2015 Temple team, also known as the New Carolina Panthers. Because, like, I'm shocked they didn't take every single Temple guy. Those are all Matt Rule recruits <laughs> that got drafted this year. Sean Bradley's a hell of a football player. Hell of a guy. 
But he's like that new modern linebacker. Everybody's talking about, oh, you need these, like, covered linebackers. Yeah. He's a run stopper that's fast. So, like, he's already got the run stopping down. But he led the team in tackles for Temple. Not to say that that's exciting, but 87 tackles in a college season is decent. I mean, for a little speedy linebacker, like, you're not expecting 87 tackles. Yeah, I love that. Um. Yeah, I think – and then Casey Toolhill to round out the draft. He yeah, seems he like a guy – He's athletic. He's a little tweener. Yeah, he's kind of going to find his spot. in college. And that's fine. Stanford. He's a seventh-round pick. He'll find yeah. his way, I'm sure, onto the roster because we're pretty thin on the edges. But I'm, I I like the draft. For ten picks, like, of course we're going to look back yeah, and look like, damn, at, we could have gone – Looking at the whole pizza pie now. And that's why I kept it's saying – It's a good pizza. Everybody was all worked up after the first round. It's like, guys, there are look at the whole pizza. nine more picks in Slices. two days. Exactly, and we got a we got a pizza with some toppings, so I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go into the season. Hopefully, it happens, man. It's gonna be like, oh my god, I don't know what I'm gonna do if if sports don't start up again because like we're talking about them like they're happening, but let's be real. I know. I already did a fucking fantasy baseball draft. That's like yeah, never what? gonna happen. You're gonna have guys that are just like, nah, I'm not playing. Cause I don't even remember shit. my team. But yeah. I'm excited for the Eagles. Mainly, I'm I'm so ready to see the offense. The defense is like pretty much the same, and we've added a few new pieces like Wallace and Taylor. Would be cool to watch, but I cannot Corey wait back. to see Rieger. I'm excited to see the Eagles put out these receivers of Rieger, Hightower, Watkins, and Goodwin, and just be like, all right, yeah. fellas, run and and Deshaun Jackson. Like, you just gotta hope Jackson and Jeffrey and yeah. Goodwin stay healthy. Because that's the thing; they didn't go out and get that big um that big like box out receiver that a lot of people wanted them to with like Pittman or Higgins. But yeah, listen, that's what like, ha- white like side I said, is supposed to be. That, yeah, white side supposed to be the, t- the touchdown machine and the slot receiver. Plus Alshon should be healthy, but that's the thing. How he wanted to be in shape. I heard God, he's in shape. is anybody going to be in shape? Yeah. Pat? Yeah, is anybody going to be in shape? Yeah. Is my, who am I to, t- who am I going to, who am I to say? Yeah. Yeah. How's your, shape. how's your health, health uh, kick going over this quarantine? So it's it's on pause. It's on pause. <laughs> yeah. Overall, I thought most teams had a decent draft. I mean, I I hate that everyone in our division had a great draft. Like Washington did a good job. Oh, Chase Young. Chase Young's gonna suck. Like it's basically having Jadavion Clowney in every our time division. CD Lamb scores a touchdown against Burks. It's gonna suck. It'll suck. Yeah. It'll suck. Luckily, we've uh, completely redepthed secondary. So right, Darius Slay. Try, <laughs> try that, man. Yeah. Hopefully, Darius Slay's covering Cooper, but. I would hope. Um, but, yeah, the draft, I mean, everyone's going to be talking about it. Just turn your TV on. It's literally the only thing NFL Network has to talk about. But I thought it was good. It went way better than I expected, like, from a production standpoint, from the Eagles draft. Because yeah. I'm usually not a big draft guy, but there was nothing else going on. Right. So. You got to you gotta immerse yourself in it. And, I mean, it was just crazy to see all this first-round talent that made it into the second and third round. Like, we already said ball on, but, like, Josh Jones and, like, Epinesa, like he's not an athlete compared to some of these other edge rushers. But he was a, he great, was a first he round was a talent. Great steal in the second round. Oh my gosh, Jake Fromm Dude, the Bills. He did. The Bills had a great draft with him and Moss. Like they yeah. didn't have a first round pick because they got Stephon. Oh, some of these little running back tandems that'll be fun to like watch. AJ Dillon's and Aaron Jones that could work out. Right. Swift and Carry On Johnson. Swift and Carry On. If Max stays, I mean, I think if Jonathan Marlon Taylor Mack stays, and Jonathan that could be a good Taylor. tandem. Yeah. And then yeah, the Zach Moss and. uh Devin Singletary. Devin Singletary. That'll be that's young, fun, fun tandem yeah. to see, like, how that pans Boston out. Boston Scott, Miles. Yeah, that's a young tandem that everyone player. should be excited about. Corey Clement's not old either. And uh, let's not forget about our backup quarterback, wide receiver running back, Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. All right. I think that's what we got for the draft. Let's, yeah. let's we slide right into the Michael Jordan uh, yeah, so top two series. watched uh, episodes three and four of the Jordan documentary. Took you down uh, memory lane. Yeah, I, I – it did take me down memory lane. It was – I mean, I guess so from, where like, did it the start? stuff I've seen. They started with the whole Rodman thing. So, episode three is, like, how Rodman – Talks about his crazy Came to be and his, and his – yeah, his wild upbringing, which, like, I will say one thing a lot of people are bringing up, like, if, you fa- if you've seen the Rodman 30 for 30 and if you've seen, like, the Bad Boys 30 for 30 and if you've seen some of the uh, Lakers uh, Celtics documentary, like, there is a lot of – footage that comes back and it's like oh yeah i've known but honestly we're like crackheads when it comes to sports so i wasn't i was not upset about it to be honest it was just yeah but now some of it was like uh this is like with the like 
yeah, with the with the Pistons stuff, I was like, this is a lot. Yeah, like that. Which, really, I mean, what else are you going to tell you? It already it already happens, right? So, nothing. And there's you can a, do. I'm sure there's plenty of people that never yeah, saw they that. started with the Pistons series. So like Rodman when when they the when they first opened, it's like the '80s. Which that's the other thing. It was a little confusing how they jumped around from eighties to nineties the whole time. Well, first, they do that cab series because they're talking about like Doug Collins. Right. And so stuff. yeah, that's true. They, they yeah, really they do jump back. around a lot. So Doug Collins was the Cavs coach at the time, right? Yeah. And so then they talk about that big series the, with the famous Michael Jordan yeah, jumping in the air at half shot. court, saying "fuck you" to the media. Yeah, Ron Harper wanted to guard him. Yeah, that was the big debate. In that, too. Was it was like, that was Ron funny. That was Ron Harper was really he butthurt. Said, I wanted Jordan, and he said, "I'm putting so and so on it." Right, and said, right, Ron Harper to the, to this day says that he would be he would have changed. Yeah, the, the I thought that, that was cool. Situation. Just from like the interviews between Jordan and Isaiah right. Thomas, I love seeing stuff. these. Like, the beef is still there. Right, these the old beef players is still there. Like, that that it still is so rooted. Like, yeah. damn, it's thirty years later, and they're like, still, I don't like, think rivalries are like that anymore. Like, no, I think it's, it's not. cool that like they hate they could not fucking work each and other. They still. It, and it's hate. It's not even it like if it's dislike, it would be over with. Bill but. Lambeer went on Monday night. Monday morning was on the step or whatever the hell they call that. The jump. The, jump, <laughs> the step. The step. Or whatever that crap's called. And yeah, he said like he still doesn't. He would do the no, same. I feel like the same that, exact way. I, yeah. Whereas like Isaiah Thomas, I think was a little sick. Yeah. But like so after that capture, they move into the Pistons, and that's when they like kind of start telling you about. The bad boys bad and, like, boys. the Jordan rules and how it was, like, literally a dip- – they were playing a different way of basketball. Like, everyone else, you know, they, they stuck Jordan like normal. But they had – fighting. They were literally, yeah, trying to beat the shit out of him, and he admits it. <coughs> and that was, like, a big – that was a big shift in Jordan's career, too. So, like, they play – they play the Pistons that are dealing with Rodman. So, like, they saw it firsthand, this young Rodman locked Yeah, and that's up. when, like, Pippen had the, the – the headache game or whatever. Yeah, the headache and, game, uh, which Michael Jordan didn't seem like he, he was. He kind of still seemed like if that was brought up face to face with both of them, he'd be like, "Yeah, Scotty, you're, you're you're kind of a bitch. Yeah, you're a bitch for that." Apparently, Scotty's dad died a few days before that. Yeah, so. there's a lot of like conspiracies, but he even said, "I think he said it." It was but like yeah. not conspiracy. His dad died. I'm saying, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry that that was bad timing. But with Jordan, like Jordan even said, like it's a it was a headache. And he like, he, a, he will he not call it a, a migraine. He played a horrible game. He did. Yeah, but um, but yeah, then the Pistons see, won I think two championships. The Pistons win. Michael Jordan's like all defeated, and he realizes that I need to put on. I need to put on weight. Then you put on LB. I need so, to inflict pain. Yeah, upon yeah, others. Those were his words. Like, and that it's funny because that's what Robin said. He was like, I played basketball to like strike fear. Yeah, he was like, like I, I want you to be scared nose, of me. Yeah. <laughs> I want to go so hard yeah. that you you draw blood. Yeah, he um, was a crazy motherfucker. Dude. So after playing Robin against the Pistons, Jordan kind of like. Got that gene. He was like, I'm sick of getting beat up. Like, I, I got a long career ahead of me. I need to put on some weight. Doug Collins eventually became their coach, too. But he, as soon as he got there, he was on his way out pretty quick. Pretty quick, yeah. It seemed like he catered him, everything. Well, that was the thing. He but was I mean, catering everything to Jordan. Having Phil as your assistant. Yeah. I think Phil so during the whole picked time up that, that triangle offense. Right. During that whole time, Doug Collins was the coach. Jerry Krause started to be like, yo, Phil, you should uh, talk to our other assistant coach who's been, like, pushed to the side. Oh, yeah. The creator of the triangle Tex. offense. Yeah, Tex, the creator of the triangle offense. So, essentially, Phil Jackson, like, did what this guy would have done in the NBA. And, like, he probably would have had ten championships or nine championships or yeah. whatever. But he, so ahead of its time. He, it was so ahead of its time. And, like, it just shows Phil that – Phil was like – Phil was like – because Collins was like, what should I do? I should give my best player the ball. Right, he catered the time everything to Jordan. And score, and Phil was like, "How about this? How about you, you got pass four the other ball dudes. around you, four other people? Yeah, whatever the algorithm is, is like. And it's if like, you pass whoa. the ball one time, there's six hundred million different possible oh shots to How happen. How fucking funny was it when Jordan's talking about Bill Cartwright or whatever, and Jordan's like, "That's fucking bullshit. Yeah, I, don't I don't want that Bill motherfucker Cartwright with that ball in the hand shooting the ball at the end of the shot clock. That was awesome. Yeah, Bill well, Cartwright's probably like sitting there with his family, like, oh, yeah. Bill Cartwright probably thought the same damn I thing with Michael. Yeah, no, that was great. <laughs> he didn't want the ball in his hand. But yeah, you have um. So once Doug Collins get pushed out, essentially for it was like he was just catering to Jordan too much. Like, that was the game plan. Like, at the end of the game, they'd be like, oh, well, what do we need to do to get the winning shots? Like, yeah. get the ball to Michael. Get the ball to Michael. So – Get the fuck out of the way. Yeah, literally. Get the ball to Michael and move. Um, so then eventually, Phil Jackson, yeah, takes over, and then that moves into the, to the – well, that's, this is where it gets confusing because they, they acquire Dennis Rodman after That was he, for the second three. So they still got to win the first three. Right, but – they didn't acquire Dennis Rodman until Jackson was there and was the coach. So like it overlapped. Yeah. These two episodes were like overlapping in what was happening. 
So, like, Phil Jackson becomes a coach, then they get Rodman, which he came from the Spurs. With with Phil Clark. Right. Yeah, we got mixed up. Yeah, we got mixed up. So that's what it was. It was confusing because, like, they were talking about the 80s in the first episode, and then they jumped to the 90s, and And then they were like, but we're going back to the beginning of the 90s. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, But anyway, once they got Robin, like, the thing when they got Robin, it it almost made sense because you look at the rosters, how the the Bulls were built. They had had the enforcer of Charles Oakley, and then they moved into the skillful – Horace Grant, who yeah. still Oof. another guy to this day calls the Pistons a bunch of bitches. Bunch of bitches. Bunch of bitches. That was a great, that was, that was a great yeah. quote. He made the best um, of his camera time. He's a that guy that does not age. If you threw some goggles on him in like yeah. a jersey and he's let him probably hit the not gym, that old. He nah, reti- he's not. retired like fifteen. But like years he still ago, looks probably. exactly. Like he can still give you a little double double. Oh yeah, still back you down. But so the they went from those two power forwards, which were an integral part to not only the triangle offense but the team, and then they had this gaping hole of like, what are we gonna do? So they get young Tony Kukoc, who whatever he's he'll fill a hole off the bench. But they go out and get Dennis Rodman, and like they did make it seem like it was this like tricky move that like no one. I, I don't think any. I don't think anyone wanted to deal with. Right, him. no one and, wanted Dennis Rodman the person. Everyone wanted Dennis Rodman the basketball player. And like it's cool. It's interesting to note like after his three years where they win the back end of that those the second three P, he only played in the NBA another year. He was in the Lakers, and then that was it. Like, right. He was out of the league after that. So I mean. And you Without look, Jordan and Pippen, he wasn't much. And it's just amazing to see, like, some of the stat lines that, that Robin was, was producing insane. in between being on the Pistons and locking everybody down and being on the Bulls and winning Spurs. championships. He was on the Spurs with his blonde hair. And, like, he had games where he had 25 rebounds in 45 minutes, 28 rebounds and in like 45 no minutes. Points. Literally, no points. Like, this guy went out and rebounded. That's it. And was going on crazy benders. Yeah, yeah like, during that whole – that was when he really turned from, like, this – Young, yeah. youthful. I think like, that's like says a lot about Phil and how he like handled him. Yeah, and that's really what they got into in this like in the fourth episode. Was like really a thing, you know? Right. Phil Jackson was super ahead of his time with like caring about players actually, and like yeah, he experimented being, with uh, acid. Yes, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure him and Dennis Rodman have sat down and enjoyed one or two uh, tabs before. Tabs Sid. But like when they were talking about how they connected, it was like, oh, uh, Dennis Rodman noticed he had a Native American necklace or something in his office. He's like. Oh, that's cool. And then they just like from so there. This type of yeah, spirit. They hit it off yeah. on, off the Native American. Yeah, I thought gems. that was cool. The 48 hour bender thing was funny. Right. So, like, that whole thing happened. They th- This is like an example of how Phil Jackson handled things. He noticed there was an issue. He's like, hmm, what are we going to do other than yoga and, and drugs? We're going to talk to Dennis like a human being. So, what did Dennis want? He said all the man wanted was just to take a break. He's like, how long you need? 48 hours. Like, all right. I think that's what they met on. They were like, all right. Yeah, like 48 hours, cool. We can that sounds good. Hours. So whatever. They, I'm sure knowing Dennis Robin was going to take advantage of that. 48 hours is really not that long of a yeah. time. But uh, yeah, that, was that whole saga of him going to Vegas and Jordan having to come get him. And stuff. Literally, he had so to come fun. get him. Flew across the country yeah. to come get Carmen him. Like, extra, I just hops out of nowhere in the interview. That was cool. Yeah, was her, so her takes were her takes were interesting. Yeah, like, I think it was awesome that they got her. Right. That, that's what I love she about these aged, documentaries. She aged like a fine wine. Oh, yeah, she probably looks exactly the same as she did naked in that bedroom. Yeah. Um, but like, it is funny how shook she was. Like. You would yeah, think seeing so you would think her and Michael Jordan maybe crossed paths once or twice, but I don't know, maybe not. She was quite the sex icon back then, so yeah, that was pretty funny. Um, yo, how about like the highlights they showed of Phil pre pre Phil like in the right. NBA? That, I could hoop. that dude balled, and his he had grit. What is it? We we talk about Giannis taking three steps to get across the court. Like yo, the one he literally went baseline to baseline. I think he took six steps. He it's was a crazy. lanky man. It's crazy the man like took part in like thirteen championships. It's unbelievable. He is. he is the most decorated guy like ever, and he just you would never guess it. Yeah. You would never. I mean, other the fact that he's like a giant human being, so it's like oh, he probably played. And in I NBA. think like um, he's like a skinny white guy. And I think like recently too, like because remember he had that stint with the Knicks where he was kind of just like collecting the head of it. Yeah, yeah like he was kind of just like collecting a bag, but like they sucked and they still refused to do triangle moves, offense. And, like he was like falling asleep. And I think, like, that – I don't want to say tarnished his reputation, but, you know, like, people are always living in the moment. So, I think people are like, oh, Phil's older or whatever. This is really showing, like, his greatness and how, like, fucking – Right, awesome and it's reminding us. ahead of his time. Yeah, he was ahead of his time in all – in all aspects. Like, and this is what I think. Like, who's going to be the next Phil Jackson? And, dude, is it 
is it Tim Duncan? Is it Tim Duncan? Tim Duncan already kind of like he already has that super mellow way about him, and like even when he was the head coach this this year, he had the one game that he was yeah. officially the I head love coach, Duncan. he didn't take any credit. He gave all the credit to Becky Hammond, which is cool. Like yeah. that's something Phil Jackson would be like, oh no, it wasn't me. It was like my partners or whatever. I could totally see Tim Duncan getting his hands on like a a youthful franchise with some th- like. Can you imagine if he had his hands on the Bulls? I could just the, not the Bulls. I'm sorry. In San Antonio. That's though. true too. But, like, imagine if he got his hands on Memphis with John and yeah. Jaron Jackson. Like, cool. man, he would have fun. But, yeah, I love seeing all these old old highlights and, like, just how much this team, especially the Bulls, like, kind of has influenced the way business and sports has run, too. Like, Michael Jordan, obviously, has a huge impact on that. But I feel like just, like, the way you deal with your players and, like, it, it really is a business. Like, players would never get away yeah. with the shit that they got away with. But at the same time, like, Coaches wouldn't Definitely. be able to do they had this six stuff championships, that. and Jerry Krause was like, "All right, I'm ready for the for the for the tank." Yeah, like, <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. He thought this was a he was ready to just clear house. Yeah, like, yeah. Then you have Robin like walking around with Miller Lite before you like that. Yeah, that totally happen. different. Which times, I know, you say right? that, but LeBron James with his wine. wine. So, but like he hopped like right on his motorcycle. Right, he was, he's just a re- they were just reckless. Yeah. Like Rodman was a reckless human being. Um, but yeah, I thought they did a, a good job of just like portraying the two characters that because they are pretty big significant parts of this that like obviously Definitely. behind Jordan and Pippen like don't get the credit that they uh really earned um but I overall I enjoyed these two these two episodes yeah I, I'm looking forward if to you the, remember I think we kind of left this out it takes you so it goes through all that and then it talks about the Pistons and then like it takes you through Phil and then it's like and then it takes you back to 91 yeah, and that's and why we got like, all messed up because it's, it's like, like okay, here's Jordan's first championship. And I thought that was fucking awesome. Seeing him, like, break down and get emotional right, like, with the, the Lakers And definitely beat the Lakers. Like, what a historic franchise with your first championship against. And people want to talk about LeBron this, LeBron that. He beat the Lakers. The Lakers, showtime, baby. But, yeah, I thought that was cool. I thought seeing the first championship. Yeah. We finally did it. That was one finally. That was one thing I, I kept, like, checking throughout on my phone with, like, the rosters. Because I, I know it was they Forrest jumped Grant's around the guy one time, right? They were jumping around. Grant's Rodman, yeah. So I apologize for my confusion. Um, what would you let, let's just say that you're Dennis Rodman, not even your Dennis Rodman, you're you, okay? You're a, you're but you are the power forward for the Chicago Bulls, and your coach Phil Jackson gives you 48 hours. What are you doing? I'm in Chicago. Yeah. When this conversation happens. Yeah, you're at practice. He went to Vegas, and, like, you can't go wrong with Vegas. Yeah, there's no fault in going to Vegas, but I think with 48 hours and, like, let's say you have, like, unlimited amount. Let's let's, – all right, let's pretend you're Michael Jordan. You have unlimited amounts of money. You can get anywhere you want, like, immediately. Or just kind of like Rodman, basically. Yeah. Yeah. He pulled strings, though. (laughs) See, all right, yeah, I've never been to Vegas. Maybe Vegas, but I think I'd go to Miami. I love Florida. Florida's yeah. awesome. And go on my own little bender down there. You'd be able to play some golf. Since yeah, they, uh, they play a little, little golf down there. Yeah, have fun down there. I'm trying there. to think what I would down do. South Beach. 48 hours, that's the thing. Like, you don't want to go – you got to stay in the country. That's obviously. what I was thinking, obviously. Like, I want to go – And, like, that – like, even from Chicago country. to Vegas, I imagine you're wasting a chunk of time there. That's why he poured over into 88 hours or whatever. Yeah. But – yeah, I think I'd probably well, Vegas is probably like the best place to yeah. go. That's like the a, thing you get there, and it's like, like you don't bender. have to. You don't right. have to go to sleep. You, know, you don't have to go and anywhere like, else. Miami's probably the best. Yeah, you got to go to a place like yeah, that's that's a perfect pick. I think Dennis Rodman was probably right um, in going to yeah. Vegas because like you're on the strip and you got 48 hours and you are Dennis Rodman, so you have money and, and everyone's gonna give you free drinks anyway. Can't like, get wrong with Carmen Electra either. Right, you're walking around with Carmen Electra, probably other honeys, and yeah, there's literally no going wrong yeah, there. Yeah, right. Dream team next week, Dennis. Dream team. That'll be exciting to get into. I really want to see that footage. That's footage I'm – Those guys say that's like the best basketball they've ever been a part of in their life. So, yeah, that'll be fun. What else you got? Anything? I think think that that, – we've talked about Jordan and – Draft. How it went down. Draft, Jordan. Yeah, this was a super, like, two-topic episode, but – I think it was a good one. We we covered everything. Lots to talk about. Lots to talk about. We'll we'll get back back into normal – normal things and like we said last time we'll probably hold off on movie reviews and stuff like that until this jordan series is over because yeah, it's essentially we'll what we're doing but 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 do we have a movie to watch before we do our review quick recommendation if you need something to watch extraction on netflix with uh thor oh yeah hemsworth, thor. One dude. Of the hemsworth dude best action movie i've seen in a while watch it all right well I think that's all for today. Watch that, and we will be back on Thursday.